Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere across from me for the fourth straight week in a row is Cy Amundsen. I was trying to, hello, I was trying to, <laughs> as you were, who's the guy with the crazy long hitting streak? Who has the baseball? I'm not a big, you know, I'm a, I'm a medium baseball guy. I could have just said Cal Ripken. He's the Iron Man. He played sure. more games. Uh, Joe DiMaggio has 56 games. That's a lot. Yeah, 56. I row. think that's the hitting streak. So. That's a, it's, a long, it's a long time in a row. Insert baseball player here who had streak of the podcast. That's who I am. You 52 weeks to go to catch him. Good luck. Spe speaking of old people... Did you know that Mr. Peanut is fucking dead? The planter's peanut mascot? Yeah, the guy with the cane and the top hat and the monocle? Yeah, the race. I mean, he's not a racist peanut, but if you dress like that, I've, he's probably got some opinions about some shit. Anytime you bring up peanuts to him, he goes, I do declare. Yeah. That's what he looks like. I do. It was a Super Bowl commercial, right? Yes. Yep. And I had, I watched the Super Bowl. I had no idea. My wife and I, Jenna, were sitting out on the deck last week, and she just casually started a story by going, you know how Mr. Uh, Mr. Peanut is dead? And I had no clue. <laughs> and so no one... So if you didn't see the commercial, basically Mr. Peanut is in a van with Wesley Snipes and comedic actor Matt Walsh, and the van <laughs> careens off a cliff and... Snipes, Walsh, and Peanut are all hanging from a branch, and then the branch starts to slowly fall, and somehow they realize that by a Mr. Peanut's weight, this thing has too much weight on it, so he sacrifices himself, <laughs> which I get because I fucking love the Blade movies. I understand. Yep. So he sacrifices himself for a tax evader, and comedic actor Matt Walsh, and he, like, he for real died. They killed him off. Yeah, he's dead. He's not coming back. And I, I went and read articles about it, and I read... <laughs> God, you're so bored. I, one of their, like, head executives gave this interview where he said, we just thought it was important for people to see mortality in fictional characters. Fuck. <laughs> why <laughs> bart simpson hasn't aged one year in 30 and now we're now we're trying to justify like the representatives of products jesus christ what's happening can you imagine being at the business and i know this is an old stand-up trope but just being at the meeting where somebody pitched that <laughs> Right. <laughs> Guys, I know Mr. Peanut's been around for over 100 years. Do you think it's important to our consumer base that he plummets to his death to save Wesley Snipes? <laughs> so I, I was like walking around just shitting on it all night. And then I had another idea. It was like, how funny would it be if every company, that's just what commercials were like, you know, because sometimes when things become trends, if every executive is like, I think mortality in fictional characters is important. And so <laughs> they just, that's all TV is anymore, is every commercial is a brand killing off their fictional character. <laughs> now, do they get older or do we kill them off as is? I'm open to a whole bunch of possibilities. And what about Count Chocula? Can't kill well, him. Well, I mean... What happens if he bites into somebody with some Ebola? 
Oh, I love it. I don't know a lot about vampires, but I think you could do it in a lot of different ways. <laughs> I envision a commercial where Tony the Tiger is standing there and he goes, they're great. And he tries to say great and he coughs. And then he really coughs hard. <laughs> and then you flash forward to him in a doctor's office and you find out he's got like COPD or mesothelioma or some shit like that. <laughs> and then you just flash forward again. And now Tony's on his deathbed in the hospital and he's just trying to get it out like they're grr, they're grr, they're grr. <laughs> and his wife, Janet Tiger, is there holding his paw. And she's like, Tony, you did it. Everybody knows they're great. You can go. And he just goes, they're grr. And then you just cut to a tombstone that just says they're great with a bunch of R's. And then you see people at his funeral doing the readings and they're like, he had a handkerchief on his neck. He just could have pulled it up over his fucking mouth. How hard is it to wear a mask? Jesus Christ, you guys. <laughs> How about just a 30 second commercial of Captain Crunch having to go down with his ship? <laughs> Oh, shit. I love that a lot. He's just hanging on to two peanut butter balls as he slowly floats down to the bottom. <laughs> I would love to see a family on an African safari, but they're going too fast. And all of a sudden the dad goes, no, smack. And he's like, was that Toucan Sam? Oh, son of a bitch. And then the end of the commercial, it's just the kids crying going, and now with marshmallows. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. <laughs> If you, uh, here's the thing that I was, after I cycled through how funny it was to me, if, if they started doing that, I was trying to think if you could only pick one fictional brand character to die, it's not a trend, but you get to kill one of them off. Okay. Who are you picking? Whew, uh, the sugar smacks frog, probably. <laughs> I don't, because I don't, I know we're going back to cereal, but I don't understand, like, what the fuck is a frog doing there? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, when I think of a frog, I think of those little um, gelatinous things that you could, you could, they kind of came on a string and it was a hand and it was and like a frog. snap it against a window. Window and you'd slowly pull it off. It was like the grossest thing in the world. And that's what I think of a frog. Don't fucking be licking my cereal. I don't need a Th frog. That's the problem. Like a bunny and a tiger and all those things make sense as mascots because you don't envision their slimy asses hanging out with your cereal. Yes, exactly. I got a pretty simple one. Okay. Mr. Clean. Kill that bitch. <laughs> There's no way Mr. Clean loves being alive. I have OCD. And I know when somebody, this motherfucker looks like Howie Mandel with a mop. There is not an <laughs> ounce of hair on Mr. Clean's body. And the way he tucks in his jeans, that dude has severe OCD. And his entire life is just cleaning up messes. Yeah, he's got, got a big to, hoop earring too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got to ask him, he would just, just outside the commercial, be like, yeah, no, kill me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been picking up these ladies' messes for years, and I am a shattered shell of a man. I have been in the witness protection program since the day they kicked me off the pirate ship, and I am fucking tired of germs. Well, speaking of tired of germs... Uh-oh. Th well, this is a question for you. Daddy went on COVID tour. What was it like? Oh, I did. 
I four did. cities, five cities, five cities, four cities. It was four cities. It was St. Louis, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Columbus, Ohio. Now, what I do want to do is thank everyone that came out, and I want to thank them for following the rules because, as everyone knows, when we don't follow rules, they take things away from us. Yes. But I went to St. Louis. Show was fun. Thank you, first show, for letting me kick the rust off in real time because there were times where I would start a joke that has a, a callback in it. And I'd get to the callback and go, oh, I didn't tell the part that will make this make sense. <laughs> so I'd have to sit there and stare off into the distance while I connected two more dots. It was insane. Um, Indianapolis, really fun. Kind of, kind of, you know, the rust kind of fell off overnight, I feel like, mm -hmm. which was nice. Um, Fort Wayne was awesome. It was this little kind of rock venue. Um, fantastic. Is that Lex Comedy in Fort Wayne? It is, yeah. Yep. Is that Alex Price involved with that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. Sure love Alex Price. Keep going. Me too. And then I went to, and by the way, all these clubs are doing all they can to make it safe. Everybody's kind of learning as they go. Mm -hmm. um, I got to Columbus, Ohio, and they turned it up a notch. They uh, had like one of those foggers that Delta Airlines uses. They go in between shows and fog everything so it disinfects it, but it's not harmful to people. Sweet. Uh, yeah. And then they put up in between the rows because it's kind of layered like a theater in tiers. Yep. Um, in between the tiers, they put plexiglass. So it looked like a hockey arena, oh, which sweet. got my blood pumping. I told everybody, I was like, heckle me once and you'll be in the fucking board so quickly, <laughs> which was which was fun. Um, and then I was like 10 feet away from the crowd in Columbus. So it was fun. The problem I had was the other 22 hours because we had two shows everywhere but Fort Wayne. Mm hmm. The other 22 hours, it's like, it's, you get to see just how much people are raging, what they feel like is raging against the machine by not wearing masks and, and doing whatever. And I know it's everybody's right to do what they want, but I, you know, I have a hard time with people being so selfish. They can't strap something over their ears for 15 minutes. I don't understand yeah. it. And that leads me to my chat in public moment. <laughs> Right when I got to the airport, this is the first, I'm going to say like, I don't know, half hour of my trip. First airport. Yep. Yeah. So I'm in the gate to go to St. Louis. Everyone has a mask on except this young kid. And he is coughing relentlessly. So finally, oh, no. I just go, dude. And he looks over. I go, put a mask on. And he goes, what? And I go, Put a mask on. Look around. You're the only one coughing. How do you not have a mask on? And then his dad goes, yep, put your mask on. And so okay. then, and then this leads to one of the greatest moments ever. I say, great. One dad is dadding because I didn't really know how to work it. So I just like, <laughs> I was hot under the collar and I go, one dad is dadding. And this guy next to me goes, five golden <laughs> i had no idea no clue that how one dada dadding two moms are momming it's not it's ridiculous it has that beat to it and when he said that i lost my shit and then the kid put his mask on and that was it and then i had a conversation with myself i was like listen even though these kind of moments can lead to amazing things like five golden rings you have to calm your tits because you're gonna die you're going to die if you're this stressed out. And there were times where I, you know, almost told people 
what was up. And then I decided, no, I'm just going to work this week. In. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to be in my bunker again for a while. I'm pretty thoroughly disappointed in myself because the moment you started singing that song and you finished this story, I was trying to formulate that song in my head and I was going to sing it back to you and it was going to be a fun comedic moment, but I'm just not good at comedy anymore. I got nothing. I couldn't even get to two. I didn't know what number two was going to be. I almost went two feet of space, but social distance is six feet. <laughs> Chad, comedy's dead to me. I'm, de I'm dead in the comedy world. Oh, I don't know. I thought that Mr. Clean thing was very funny. Well, thank you. I, it's just I more meant it. I understand his pain. Right now, we may as well be sitting right next to each other, jacking each other off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That's, I think what no one really <laughs> understands about why we've put so much effort into this podcast in the quarantine is how horribly egomaniacal we both are and <laughs> how like just... The gas that runs our bodies is audience praise, and we're not getting it, and we just need it from each other in this grotesque <laughs> fucking spinning wheel of stroke egos. I feel like I should just be rubbing ice on your dick going, there, there. That Mr. Clean thing was very funny. Chad, when you said dad's a daddy, and that was good, and you're good, and you're funny, and everybody likes you and thinks you're funny. <laughs> We, speaking of names, we had, uh, so Jen and I have- Wait a minute, were we speaking of names? Mr. Clean. Oh. I'm the master of segues. That's a stretch, but I'm going to give it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the master of segues. So I, <laughs> so this is a rough episode for me. So Jenna and I are- trying to we've decided to bring all of our no finances under one roof okay we, we've decided I see, I see, yeah why have nothing separately when we could have nothing <laughs> all at the same place you're pulling all your zero balances into one under one umbrella absolutely smart smart and so i thought well hey let's get a financial advisor because i've heard that's something people in their 30s do sure so we're shopping for financial advisors. So I was asking friends and family members who are real adults for recommendations. And one of them recommended me their financial advisor. And his last name, Chad, is Lesser. His fucking name <laughs> is Mr. Lesser. And there's no, there's no way we're picking that. I don't think. Is Mr. Lesser with Thrivent? I'm, I, I'm not at liberty to say who he's. Okay, well, lie. I'm at liberty to say this, that I went into Thrivent and uh, I do know that you have, you sign a form that if you love Jesus Christ, you get a better rate. Because they that are real? Well, they used to be a religious company. Now I'm also going to tell know that. you. Thrivent for Lutherans. Right. Yeah. So, so I, um, I had to tell the guy who's a friend of mine and I'm very glad I went with him, but I just had to tell him like, listen, I'm, I'm doing this no lie thing. I'm not going to sign. I'm not going to sign a thing that says I love the, a guy that maybe, maybe exists, maybe doesn't, maybe lets all this stuff happen. I don't know. I can't, I'm not signing it. And then he was like, well, I mean, can't you just like pretend <laughs> it says something? Else? I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. Now, Although I also, if we know anything about Chad, love doesn't come out easy. He's not just going to hand it over. Anybody who's listening to this podcast knows you got to do 
tons of episodes, and then a horrific act of violence needs to happen, and there needs to be riots and protests all over the country, and then you need to spend a half hour with Chad talking about those issues, and then maybe he'll tell you he loves you. So if that were to take place, then maybe you can <laughs> sign the sheet of paper. Well, I, instead of signing it, what I wrote in the signature was, why don't you find my fucking dad, Jesus? <laughs> then we'll talk about love and signing stuff. Well, I thought uh, he's dead. Yeah, I think he is. But I mean, find him, uh, you know, he's going to have to dig deep, make a call to the devil. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> let me explain to people that don't know what a financial advisor, what they do. I'll tell you, you bring them your money and you give them money and then they get a percentage of that money when you make money. And mm -hmm. then when you lose money, they lose nothing. <laughs> they may as well be called house money. Because they never fucking lose anything. They just keep, even if you've lost half your retirement, let's say when COVID strikes and your nation was not prepared for it. Let's just throw that out there. Let's just say hypothetically. The, let's just say that that happened and you lose half of your retirement. When you gain $10 back, even though you're not even close to where you were, they still get a percentage. Anyways, tell us about this fucking awesome financial advisor. <laughs> well, we, we haven't picked one yet because I'm yeah, not... Yeah, put it under your mattress. Put it under your fucking mattress. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not going, I'm not going with David... Or I'm, I'm not going with Lesser. There's no way. It's, sure. I, I, just, I have a thing about names. I don't think the people who lost their money with Bernie Madoff deserved it. But if all of a sudden you were shocked that a guy named Madoff fucked you over. Yeah, Madoff with all your money? Of Madoff course he with did. All your it's right there. You, if one of your friends came home and he was like, hey, guys, meet my fiance, Lisa Hungry for cock. You wouldn't be like, ah, that's. <laughs> what is that, German? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is Tina infidelity. No, nah, maybe she, you guys probably shouldn't hyphen that one. Just, <laughs> just be, have her be Tina Johnson from now yeah, on. Yeah, but I'm going to keep it as my middle name. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm just not gonna, if I go with David Lesser, I might as well go with John Foreclosure or Billy Soup Kitchen. <laughs> just, there's just no way. So we, we haven't, we haven't picked anyone yet, okay. uh, but we also are, and you're going to be proud of me, we're thinking about buying a house. Oh, good for you. Thank you. And then we thought about it and we went online and looked at how much houses cost and mm -hmm. then... We decided instead to maybe rent like an old refrigerator box, crawl inside it, and eat a bunch of poison. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are very expensive. Now, the good news is right now you're going to get a fantastic rate. I think they're lower than they've, they've been in a very long time because they want to try to stimulate the economy. I also want to throw this out there. I don't... They chat, the problem is they checked my credit score and they go, we've never seen this before, but your credit score is just a banjo. <laughs> i didn't even know you could have a banjo as a credit that's impressive apparently they say normally it's numbers yours is just an emoji it's a banjo emoji oh my god that's fantastic the here's my thought though oh and, i have to correct myself before you start go ahead number one my financial advisor when shit did hit the fan called me right away and was like here's the deal here's what happening here's what's happening it's happening to everybody the ship will correct itself. It always does. So he did call me with a very fantastic explanation when he didn't need to, because I bet when he called other people, he got screamed at. And so mm -hmm. I thought that was classy move. That is classy. Okay. Now please continue. 
So here's how I think I can own a home. Okay. I am going to start a reality game show entitled mm-hmm. House Shark Tank. Yes. It's, ve- it's, a, it's, it's just like the regular house or the regular shark tank, mm-hmm. but it involves houses. And what I'm tr- we get wealthy investors in there. And what I'm trying to do is get them to invest in part of my house. And just like, I mean, a house is an investment, Chad. You will, in theory, make money over time. So they'll get, they'll get hopefully back more than they invested. But yep. I'm smart enough to know that they, these sharks, the sharks can make more money being venture capitalists with businesses. So it's not like a great investment for them. So I think there has to be a second level to it okay. where when you pitch, you have to pitch them bonus features involved in the deal. Like, hi, I'm Cy Amundsen. I'm offering a uh, 50% stake in my house for $200,000 and you will also receive blank, blank, blank. Now, the okay. trick here is we have to have a no pervs rule because that otherwise you immediately walk into a really like, oh yeah, I'd ha- I, for sure, I'll give you that money. And then I'll, I, will, I want 50% of the house and then we'll put a camera in the bathroom so I can watch Jenna pee. Like exactly. that's the shit that you're going to get back immediately. So I'm trying to think of the things that you could, you could keep in the deal. Like, hey, okay. you get 50% of the house and once a month, you get to decide how I respond to something my wife is really angry about. Oh, something like nice. That. Little bonus. And I'll videotape it. I'll videotape yep. the fight. And if you like seeing a guy get yelled at, fuck, I'm your, I'm your house shark tank here. <laughs> I think there's all sorts of options like that. I think so too. I'm trying to think of like, uh, like I'll send you exclusive footage of me losing my mind when my dog is out without a leash and won't come back in the house. Absolutely. Now, is it my fault that he's out without a leash? Yes, it is. But I'm not thinking about that in the moment. So you can watch me. You can watch a grown man unravel. I'm talking come unglued with a little tiny dog that doesn't know what's going on. (laughs) The other side of it is I'm not I don't want to run it just because of the ethical implications. But I will sell the perv version of this. If there's a oh. if there's a if there's a site out there that's related to videos of the X well, variety, well, there might be Brazzers, Brazzers, Brazzers. I will absolutely sell Sex House Shark Tank. <laughs> housers, 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 and then just the shark noise. <laughs> Speaking of Brazzers, did you get so last week we talked about cheating? And we asked people oh, to. Oh man! We asked people to send tips. Did you? What was your inbox like this week? I, and I apologize if I didn't respond to everybody because I started reading them, and yeah. then I got three in a row where dudes just called women bitches. We're like, I'll tell you what, you got to do with these bitches. And I immediately felt like I was at a Kid Rock concert, and I was like, sure. you know, I'll I'll take. I'll give me a day or two and then I'll start <laughs> responding to these. But one guy gave really great, he had a really great thing that I hadn't heard it before. He goes, okay. send, and this, he goes, send your significant other flowers at work with an unmarked card or from a secret admirer. And if they tell you about the flowers, you're good oh, to go. And if they shit. don't, you should shift where you, you should shift where you, uh, where you have all your no money. That, 
that is perfect. It's really smart, if, right? If they bring them home, they know they're from you without question. Oh my God. I mean, I'm I think I'm such a psycho. A I would even track when they're delivered because I always think of the the what I would do to get away with it on the other end. If yeah. the flowers got delivered and I was cheating, I would call, I would text the person I was cheating with, like, did you send me flowers? And they'd be like, no. And then I'd be like, thanks for the flowers, baby. Like I so you yeah. gotta, you know, you might wanna really, really Well, yeah. When I when I was a liar, um, I would think of all that shit. <laughs> I mean, I was 15 steps ahead of the game mm -hmm. until someone turned the fan on and my fucking house of cards <laughs> collapsed. So you do love uh, puzzles. I do love puzzles until I'm laying in bed going, fuck, I'm missing a piece. Um, okay, here we go. Listen to the show today, and I'm not so going to give what names. Is, what is this? What is this? Is this, this is this is a this is a yeah, just a, a, a message about. I'm okay. just going to go through some messages that I found. Now, I'm not going to read everybody's. Sometimes there were, you know, a bunch that kind of had the same thing on them. So I'm just going to go through a couple. But I found one that made my stomach turn. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm going to end with that one. Uh, listen to the show today. I was cheated on by my ex-wife, who strangely enough is now my wife again. Long story, not interesting. I call bullshit. <laughs> I fucking guarantee that story is interesting. Not to you. Not to you at all, but I yeah, promise it's you traumatic to you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to hear that story. So please, so you, when you meet strangers, fucking open with that. There's no way that guy that his brain didn't leave his like his brain grew thumbs and sent that message. We're not interested <laughs> in revisiting this. <laughs> Three good signs other than phone stuff, which I'd say is the easiest way to spot it. One starts hanging out with a mixed gender group of new friends and you somehow ne are never invited to join. Two, will shower before getting into bed after a long night out. Ooh, good Yuck. one. Yuck. Yeah. Number three, will start to become suspicious that you may be cheating on them because they are projecting their own shit onto you. That's I, that's one I received a lot of messages. About. Yep, I did that's, too. So so when people are like, classic. oh my God, who are you on your phone with? You're just playing a game. And they're like, who are you on your phone with? And it's like, okay. Who's, who are you on your fucking phone? Exactly. Exactly. In addition to what you guys already said, this is a different one. Excuses for running late when, ab, uh, when abnormal for said person or staying at the office later. Wanting to run errands without you specifically. Uh, also, you'll probably have a gut feeling about it. And then it says... Uh, been cheated on seven times. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, and then I just sent back, uh, oh, no, that sucks. <laughs> Sorry to hear about that. Did any, did any of your messages, I was surprised I didn't get any that said, hey, if you find a burner phone anywhere in your house. <laughs> right. Just hope that they are dealing meth. Uh, here's another one. Someone who is constantly texting a name of a person they say is an old friend or someone you never met or recall them mentioning before. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a good one. Deleting text messages. Nobody does that. Right. Uh, when, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Oh, I need some more storage in my phone. Fuck you. Text messages take up a fraction. Fraction yeah, needed, of a percentage. I was having a hard taking. I was having a hard time taking half a picture. So I need to delete every text I've ever sent. Exactly. When your guy makes up fake reasons to be mad and argue that make no sense to have a free evening. Interesting. That's an interesting one too. 
Ooh, I so this is someone that did cheat. This is from the cheater's playbook. Ooh, this is this is cheater perspective. Cheater POV, yeah. which is another uh, channel on browsers. <laughs> as a former bag of shit cheater as a teen, I used to intentionally not save another woman's phone number in my contacts to play it off as a random text that I didn't recognize. Cool. That's a fucking... If I was a cheater, I would be writing that one down. That's smart. Yeah. She sends you some inappropriate shit and you weren't ready for someone to see it. You just go, I don't know, fucking random number. I don't know who the fuck that is. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, it's uh, there's an election somewhere. They're trying to raise money. On Monday at about noon, Jenna's going to ask me, hey, why were you so... Uh, why were you so enthusiastically responsive to that guy's idea. <laughs> All right. This is the crazy one. And I'm just going to tell you it's from Michelle. Michelle is her name. Yep. I had a friend who was cheating on her boyfriend a while back and she downloaded an application that would make text messages from specific people look like software or system updates from your phone. Whoa. So, for instance, she gives an example. When she would get a text message from this person, it would show up as software available to download or iPhone did not back up overnight. Then she'd have to use a code to get into the application that does all of this to retrieve, to retrieve a text message from this man. And then Michelle adds... Humans are garbage. I was just <laughs> going to say, that's fucking like my, and I'm. That's next level shit. I'm a psycho, but I couldn't have even, you could have given me a hundred years to come up with that. That's next level shit. And someone also invented that. Yeah. And is probably on their own island right now because humans are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, are. Oh, man. That's. Yeah, what was the what was the website a bunch of years ago that was for cheating and then it had a big data leak and everybody could find out what was oh, it called? No, I don't. Uh, Ashley Madison. It's Ashley Madison. Oh yeah, you know I've heard of that. They used to have those uh, those ads on Opie and Anthony on XM Radio. It would have that checks. It would have. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the TV commercials were just some hot lady who would make you think that if you want to cheat on your wife, this is where to do it. And then they released all the people that were on there, and it was like 98% dudes. Yeah, right. But what you could do is you could cross-reference it. And so there are, to this day, I have it on one of the files on my computer. I, Chad, I checked every fucking comedian, club owner, booker <laughs> late night booker every single human being in our world i checked to see if they had a cheat on your significant other account and That's, dude there's a fuck there's a handful i would say a handful number one because ashley madison if your I hand is, was the size of a semi truck <laughs> oh i didn't know that <laughs> i was gonna say i would think they wouldn't be on there because i Remember it being expensive. I remember thinking like, Jesus Christ, why are people going through that much trouble? Go to <laughs> church. You can find tons of people that want to help you cheat at church. I was just going to say, that bar over there is a great Ashley Madison location. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ashley Madison. Are you sick of sticking your penis into the same hole your four children came out of? <laughs> well, do I have great news for you. 
All you have to do is send $179.99, and we will hook you up to have sex with at least three different women, because those are the only ones on here. Yeah, yeah, there's, what an, dude, once those numbers came out, imagine being the women, like the, the 11 women that were on Ashley Madison, oh God, who are just. I know, that's, <laughs> that's the greatest hold my beer of all time, where someone's like, Hey, Ashley, I'm sorry your husband cheated on you. What are you going to do to get him back? And she's like, not just him. Watch this shit. (laughs) Starts a fucking website and then she leaks it on purpose. Like, fuck all of you. Fuck every single one of you. Tell them Dale sent you because fuck you and Dale. I love it. Dale Madison. (laughs) You know, I don't uh, I don't have a transition. Out of that and into Segway Master coming at you. Uh, I I will tell you, you you know how you had a bubbling moment last week. I did. I did. Uh, I, I had I, one. I calmed it down. I'm proud of myself. I had one this week that I didn't calm down. Oh, and great! Mine is different because I I'm just I'm the villain in it. Oh, well, I like this even better, but let me just give you a sigh in public. We talked about this on the podcast for a while. We found out uh, I was magnesium deficient. Correct. And so I started making magnesium smoothies in the morning. Yeah, yeah we, also talked always... about, we also talked about how I tried magnesium because it relaxes you and puts you to sleep. And I, I peed in my dream. Yeah, you pissed your bed. I peed in a bed in, in New York City. New York City! New York City. All right. So <clears throat> I needed, I was going to make, I always make the smoothie in the morning. And yep. uh, last week, I one of the days I realized I was, I made the whole thing. And the last thing I do is I put in the tart cherry juice. Okay. And <laughs> a couple times I have not had any cherry juice. And so I've okay. made the smoothie without cherry juice. And it's the worst thing that's ever existed. And I know okay. I exaggerate a lot, but it tastes like somebody pissed on a bunch of leaves. Hmm. Okay. It's it's awful. Cherry cherry juice is clearly the only good tasting thing in this smoothie. And without okay. it, you might as well just walk around and lick up possum drool. So I <laughs> so I I'm out of cherry juice. I go to make my my smoothie and I realize I'm out of cherry juice. And then I immediately get furious at myself yep. because I ordered groceries online the mm-hmm. night before and forgot to order cherry juice. Okay. So now I'm going to have to get in the car and drive to the grocery store com- completely unnecessarily. This sure. is a complete and utter waste of a trip. And you're so you're go, mad at, you're mad at yourself. I'm mad at myself. And you're about to let it bubble over into public. And I'm not even at that point yet. I'm just so mad at myself that I'm going to get in my car and mumble to myself. Like a, you know, yeah. like a dad who's been boating with his kids all day. He just gets in the truck after he takes the boat out of the water and the kids are still running around. He just talks some shit about the decisions he's made. 
that yes, that sure. led him to this point. Absolutely. In his life. Yep. Uh, I should I should give you a, another little piece of background information. I've been doing this thing lately where in order to combat bad moods, if I'm having a rough moment during the day, I've I keep a song queued up on my iPhone. You know when you slide up to find the flashlight? Yeah. You can keep a song queued up there. And oh. so I keep a song queued up there. And anytime I'm just not feeling life, I click that song on and I just walk around and listen to it. Are you going to tell us what it is? Well, so normally it's a lot of 80s stuff is okay. what I've been doing. But right now and for a while, it's been Annie Lennox's Walking on Broken Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Annie Lennox. Yeah, I she's love got her. a great voice. And that song, it's try, try to be unhappy listening to Walking on Broken Glass. But side note, really a dark fucking song. If you go and read the lyrics it's mm -hmm. really it's like bah, 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 and then it's really sad shit about a woman who has nothing in her life because the person she loves doesn't love her back so it kind of does both for me it makes me feel good tonally and then it speaks <laughs> to you know what's going on right now <laughs> so i get in my car okay. as i'm getting in my car to mumble to myself I get a phone call and it's from the insurance company and there's a charge that I have received that I think is that I shouldn't have to pay. Okay. And this is their representative calling me and they are trying to not pay it. And so that is the entire car ride to the grocery store. Sure. And it seems like we should probably get Matt Damon on the line, have him do a little John Grisham's Rainmaker for your ass. So, so I, I have just, it's just a, I was already mad at myself and I, I have a really unpleasant drive to the grocery store. Okay. I get out of the car. I'm still on the phone. As I'm walking in, I finally get off the phone. No resolution. Just pay the bill, you dumb piece of shit. I walk into the store. I'm walking around the store. I go to, I go to the juice aisle. I go down and I pick up two jars of tart jerry juice uh -huh. because I'm not going to have this happen again. Grab a couple of them. Yep. As I turn, one of them slips from my hand mm -hmm. and I did that thing where I tried to grab it with my other, and I, Chad, I dropped <laughs> both of them onto the <laughs> ground. <laughs> and Here, let me, let me grab this jar of cherry juice with the hand that's already carrying a jar of cherry juice. That's exactly what I did. And it was, they're glass, they shatter, there's juice everywhere. It's a comical amount of cherry juice on this ground. And <laughs> I, I, I recognize the moment where I had to choose a path right there because mm -hmm. you can see this being the defining moment that spirals someone where 20 years from now, my brothers and sisters are bringing their kids to see me in the ward somewhere. <laughs> and my nephews and nieces are like, why do we have to go see Uncle Cy? They're like, it's important to see family. And remember, he likes to be called Uncle Juice. Like I could see <laughs> this being the start of that. He, he, he grabbed all the rest of the jars and broke them too, because if he doesn't get juice, nobody gets juice. <laughs> so I recognize... Two paths. Either I'm going to pick up a piece of this glass, slit my own throat, and Jesus really, Christ. really, really do this big. Or, you know what, Sai? Take a deep breath and be an adult. 
So that's what I did. I took a deep breath and now I'm going to go find an employee to tell him I broke the, I broke the jars. Yep. And then I'm going to go up and I'm going, I'm going to get another jar and then I'm going to go up and I'm going to pay for three jars of cherry juice. This is a local grocery store. This isn't some Target or Walmart grocery store. Sure. It's a, it's mom and pop-ish. I'm going to pay for my juice. So I walk around the corner and there's a kid stacking shelves and I was like, hey man, uh, I spilled some cherry juice. And he goes, what? And I go, I spilled some cherry juice. And he goes, okay. And I go, just come here. He was, it wasn't registering. <laughs> and so I walk him around the aisle and he looks and he goes, oh, yeah, that's like a lot of cherry juice. <laughs> thank you. That, thank you for redefining the amount. Could you just tell whoever, go fucking find who's in charge of the mops and let them know there's about a third of an aisle worth of cherry juice here <laughs> and have them clean it up. So he goes off and I go up. I pay three times market value for a singular bottle of cherry juice. And I head back into the parking lot. And I'm getting close to my car. And I realize that I have parked in two, like I've, I've parked <laughs> in two spots. And Chad, I realized that because a guy walking by as I was walking to my car goes, great job parking. And a couple things are really important here. Okay. One, that is exactly what I would have done. Yeah. That I would have said that exact same thing in the exact same tone of voice. And two, I need everyone to understand that I know that my reaction is not only not funny, that I'm the bad guy. I'm so excited. So I just go, hey, how about you mind your own fucking business? And he mm -hmm. goes, excuse me? I go, what are you, the fucking parking lot's dad? Are you Captain Parking Lot? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> And he just goes, wow, you're a real piece of shit. And I go, I don't care. Get the fuck away from me. And now we're doing the thing. I call it a momentum walkaway argument where, you know, sometimes oh, when people yeah. argue, they start towards one another. Mm -hmm. We are just going about what we were already going about and continuing to argue as we spread apart. So I'm getting into the car and starting the car and he's still walking towards the store and he's not even he's just like half turning his upper body to sh like talk shit back to me yeah and he just goes fuck you and then i start my car and i go no fuck you and i put my <laughs> arm out the window and i give him the finger and i start driving so i'm driving jenna's car that's what okay. i'm driving away in and yep. My phone, you know, when you get in a car, your phone recognizes and Bluetooths. <laughs> and I had, <laughs> I was on a phone call on the way up. And for whatever reason, phone calls, you really have to crank the volume. So I shouted, fuck you, and stuck my finger out of the window and started driving away. And as I was driving through and out the parking lot, walking on broken glass <laughs> by Annie. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. And it made Chad, as it happened, I was able to recognize how absurdly funny it would be for anybody to just see me walking on, walking on with a middle finger out the window, having shouted, <laughs> fuck, it may, it fixed my entire day. I was in the, I looked like, I looked like the meanest, coolest soccer mom at the whole PTA meeting. It was fucking oh my great. God, that is so funny. I bet people thought you two just broke up. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't because of my stupid body I don't like rotate and twist around super easy so I didn't have the ability to look back and see if he turned and recognized that I had a really great musical drop as I drove away so I don't know if it hit with him but anyone else who was within earshot because it was not low volume walking on on broken glass that's incredible I, are you recognizing how on edge you and everyone else is? Yeah. I mean, everybody's yeah guarded, very guarded. Yeah. That's the other thing I noticed after that happened was just how tense I am and how even like if somebody like spouts off at you, you're so quick to spout off back. And then I've had it on social media where I've gone back and forth with a few people and we've eventually both been like, hey, man, my bad. Clearly, I'm... Uh, Clearly, I'm a little tense right now. And that's, I, I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll talk shit to somebody, but I'm not usually a, you know, scream fuck you with my middle <laughs> finger out the window sort of guy. Well, I think if we've learned anything from this podcast, as far as like dropping stuff, being mad at yourself, getting cheated on, being a cheater, the only real advice here is just keep on. Keep on walking on broken glass. I have to go. you